All right. Welcome back, High Heat fans, to episode 11. What? Yeah, episode 11. I think we're, we're at least averaging about one a month. I know uh, August was a little dicey. Uh, we'll call this one August, even though it's September 1st. <laughs> hey, I mean, you were in, what, Africa? Yeah, took about 23 days to Africa to go see the uh, brother-in-law and family. And, man, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, it was definitely a experience to see different cultures and to see different lifestyles. Um, but uh, we're in Nairobi, Kenya, and then went to the, the coast. And the, co- the Indian Ocean is amazing. Uh, the coast is awesome. It's, it reminds me of, like the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, but then Nairobi's uh, amazing and good food and a lot of nice people. So, I mean, it was definitely so an experience. You're on the eastern side? We're on the eastern side, east central. Yeah. Nice. So, I always got a kick out of the little um, monkeys jump around the trees and all that. They are mean, man. It's one of those (laughs) where everybody thinks monkeys are cute and innocent and everything, but they're they're mischievous. Uh, They have trouble all the time with them reaching in the windows and grabbing fruit and everything. And, all that stuff and it's like they're kind of like a nuisance almost if you live there so kind of just like aladdin where he's just grabbing everything yeah a boo is a perfect description of what monkeys are like so they're good from far but far from good huh? yes yeah but they are super cute there was a there was a breed there that was super cute and had a little babies they're like tiny um uh, i think one of them chased my wife once but she had a bracelet on her anklet and it, i guess that thought was food it was playful like chasing it wasn't like yeah. Uh, conniving or anything but she got scared she's like help help me <laughs> and i see her take off around a bush and the monkey's right on her heels and of course uh, you're like this video yeah, was, that would have been hilarious but <laughs> i started like slinging the towel at it to kind of scare it off but it was funny but all in all great trip good food amazing people uh but it also gave a good perspective on how the other half of the world's living um how rough it is yeah and how hard it is of living for, um, I guess you'd call it a third world country in some parts. I mean, some parts are nice, some parts, majority of it's not, and they're fighting for their lives almost every day on low income. And But to see how happy those people were on how they were living, it just gives you a new perspective on life where you're like, man, we just come up with our own problems. We, we, we have nothing to worry about. I wish a lot of people could go over there and see how other people live, other countries live, and, and right. tell you what, 20-something days away from any news, watching any TV, was cleanse, was a very good cleansing. So I I was like, man, I don't want to watch any more TV. Like, it was so fun, like, getting away from all that. I think we watched, like, three movies the whole time we were over there. Every Friday night was movie night. And uh, that was the only TV we had. And other than that, was just communicating, reading books, and hanging out. It was perfect weather. Uh, I think it was, like, low 80s in the day. Uh, And then nighttime was, like, upper 50s. That sounds amazing. Then we come back to DFW and it's 108 with a humidity of 120. It still hadn't <laughs> rained in 35 days when you get Yeah, there. I about died coming <laughs> off that plane. Yeah. So all in all, though, great trip. Refreshing. Glad to be back, but had fun. We did get a overnight stay in London and got to tour downtown London for about six at five hours. Nice. Uh, and that was all we needed was just to go see all the main main stuff down there and get back to our hotel. And definitely that, that night between a nine-hour flight 
and then an eight hour flight was definitely needed yeah very refreshing so yeah all in all good trip glad to be back glad we went good trip so good. i think that'll bring us to our first topic which is kind of headlines for the last four or five months uh maybe longer <laughs> college football realignment what's your thoughts on all that all the moves going down what's your how well, do you feel they're, they're, about realignment they're making the super conferences is what they were talking about mm-hmm. but what you don't get into what they don't see is now football's not like baseball or things like that that played multiple games mm-hmm. there so now you got some west coast kings traveling to the east coast and vice versa how are you justifying you know you're taking schooling away from from these students mm-hmm. which, you know they're gonna start missing more you could start seeing grades slumping you're gonna see more tired athletes i mean coming off a three-hour time difference mm-hmm. is gotta start playing tricks yeah they just announced uh stanford and cal are going to uh acc and SMU. And SMU. Well, I'm just saying from a West Coast to an East right, Coast, you know. Right. So you got Stanford going to Florida State, ACC matchup. You're playing a Friday, Saturday, Sunday matchup. Sunday games, they, they have day games. But still, by the time you get done with your game, everybody's showered, everybody on the bus to the airport, everybody checked in, you're flying out at, you know, your game started at noon or 10 or something like that, and you're done by afternoon. Um, by the time you get on the plane, it's five, six o'clock. You're flying three hours to the coast on top of a three hour time change, you know, or vice versa. It'd be worse for a Florida state team going to California and then coming back, you know, you leave six o'clock, seven o'clock Western time, you know, it's already nine, 10 o'clock Eastern time. By the time you get back, it's two o'clock. By the time Mm -hmm. you get your luggage, go to the field, drop everything off, get back to your dorm. And go to bed it's, you're probably looking like two three o'clock so yeah they, they definitely realign these for football purposes but they did not think about other sports when it came to how many games they play i think it'll i think it'll only affect mostly baseball more than anything and softball yeah. or does softball do ser- they do series don't they, yeah. Do they? Yeah, yeah so baseball and softball i didn't know softball could play so many games they could play whenever but i mean think basketball too what do they play midweek yeah they do midweek um but it's like three games a week, maybe four. Yeah, I mean, so it's a yeah travel. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you, even you, fans you, trying to travel for football games. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna make it hectic. Yeah. Yeah, unlike a OU OSU game where you could just drive up the road and go watch a game, or <laughs> you know, even OU to Norman to uh, Fairgrounds in Dallas, watch Bedlam or not Bedlam, uh, Red River. Yep. Um, you could still drive that far, you know. Uh, but now you got all the way across the U.S. to to see a game. But so far, all that's before the dust is all settled. Today was big news with the ACC, but we'll get to that. Uh, the MAC, Mountain West, and Sun Belt are about the only three that haven't done anything. I did have ACC on here, but that was before today when we when all the news broke about some teams moving to ACC. Right. Uh, big Ten. And 2024 is adding Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Washington, which will bring the Big Ten down to 18 teams. Uh, Big 12 in 2023 is adding BYU, 
uh, Cincy, Houston, and UCF. Um, Why did I think Utah was in one of those? What did they do? Well, 2024, they're adding Arizona, ASU, Colorado, and Utah. Okay. There so, it is. yeah. So, 2023, they're adding that. 2024, which will bring them up to 16 teams once did OU Tech leaves. Did you see the University of Houston's uniforms? Yeah. Powder blue or the, the Oiler representative. Yeah. Yeah. Those are bring sick. Back the Oiler yeah. I think someone said that's the first time they've seen a, a, a college team retro to an NFL team. Usually it's like a classic, their classic uniforms or whatever. But it's the first time they've seen that jump between a college and an NFL team. So I think they're sick. They definitely need to keep those in an alternative or a home jersey. Shoot, oh, I'm sure. rocking that all the time. Um, but, yeah, those are those are sweet uniforms. Um, Pac-12. I think Pac-12 is about to disappear. But yeah. uh, 2024, the only teams that will be left, not now, uh, with Cal and Stanford leaving, Oregon State and Washington State be the only two left. I had Cal and Stanford on here with four teams left, but now Cal and Stanford's leaving. Oregon State and Washington slide into Mountain West. Big Ten. I don't yeah. know. You would think they'd want to try to stay in a bigger one. Well, Big Ten's already got 18 teams. I know. So, I don't know. Um, SEC had in Oklahoma and Texas in 2024. They'll be up to 16 teams now. Uh, AAC, so American Athletic Conference. Is adding Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and UTSA. So good for them. Uh, 14 teams. They'll be there. 14 teams then. Uh, Conference USA in 2023 is adding Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico State, and Sam Houston. And in 2024, they're adding Kennesaw State, which will bring them up to 10 teams. So good on them. And then just recently with the news break in ACC, 2024, 2025. Uh, adding Cal State and SMU to 18 teams. So, I mean, you look at that board and it's going to be this conference, that conference, this conference, that conference, yeah. <laughs> north and south, east and west. It doesn't matter where. I mean, at least like Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and uh, Texas are like in the general area of right. the country. You know, like you got Arkansas and and uh, Mizzou and A&M all kind of close. Um, which granted, Mizzou and A&M used to be in the Big 12. Uh, but it's kind of in the same district. It's not like Cal, Florida State, or Cal, and uh, whatever ACC team, North Carolina, or something that's on the coast, or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see how it all the dust settles and whatnot. Um, I put on here, going to ask you who's next, which I had ACC. Was it, or are they next? Which they've already found out they're next, but there's word that FSU is looking to get out of the ACC. Really? So, so where do they go? Yeah, um, I think they were off, or they were kind of putting out there that they're willing to leave, but nobody wanted to pick them up. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I mean, I guess the only other conference that could maybe pick them up is SEC, Southeastern Conference. But if not, then I mean, I don't know why they'd want to get out of the ACC. ACC is a good conference, got a lot of good teams. I mean, is it because they're not the perennial top dogs they were every year? I mean, it's. Yeah. I don't know why they'd want to leave or could be strictly because of travel. I mean, who yeah. wants to go East Coast to West Coast? Yeah. Now, well, this was before 
Stanford and Cal added on. So they were asking to leave like a month ago before they added those teams. So they were in a good spot where they're just traveling up the East Coast, down the East Coast. I guess I think they were more willing to try to get into the SEC is why they were offering or Big Ten. And I guess once neither one of those fell through, then they're probably just going to be like, hey, we'll stay here now. So Yeah. I mean, Big Ten almost doesn't make sense now that I was Oregon and the Washington mm-hmm. of the world are going. Yeah, they should, you're, you're going from the southeast corner to the northwest corner. It's like uh, yeah. it's it's all about clout and money. That's all it is. They didn't care about logistics or or uh, college athletes or anything. It was about who's got break. the basketball team. Let's add them to our conference. Yep. Um. So yeah, like you said, basketball is going to get hurt by it. Baseball and softball. Um. Other teams that have to travel, you know, that's playing more than one game a week. Mm-hmm. One game a week's the easy schedule. I mean, you probably fly in the Thursday, Friday before, play on a Saturday, and you're back Sunday for a rest, and then school on Monday. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of news. Um, I was going to ask you, do you think Notre Dame joins in a league in a conference now? They're almost going to be forced to. They're going to have to. Um, but my biggest deal is what about the University of Hawaii. What if they decide to leave and try to? You know, accidentally fall into the ACC. What do you do there? <laughs> I don't know. Either they just stay on the mainland for the whole football season, yeah, and do uh, do uh, online classes or well, what, but yeah, or just have every team come out to them one game. You one know, vacation. Yeah, one road game, make a vacation out of it. You know, go mm-hmm. play in Hawaii, go three days early and stay. You know, stay on a Thursday and. Stay till Sunday. So, yeah, that'd be wild. I mean, they can join uh, Washington and uh, – not Washington. Who was the other one that was staying in there in the uh, Pac-12? Oregon State and Washington State. Yeah, the two states, yeah. Yeah, they can uh, join in a league together. I think if they did Mountain West, kept those uh-huh. teams there. I know Washington State probably didn't want to be in the Mountain West or Oregon State, but, I mean, if no one's picking you up and you're not in any conference – so, um, I don't know. We'll see where the dust sails. We'll see how it works. Um, I'm sure you won't hear anything about, like I said, the players. Yeah. All you can hear about is, oh, this conference is stronger than this conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question, though, is you got so many teams, not everybody's going to play everybody. So, how do you pick a conference champion? I mean, you just do East and West, and they play each other. So, like, if there's 18 teams um, in the Big Ten, you play nine and nine and nine. So you almost don't get a out of conference play. You get like one out of conference play or two. What what's the college season? How many games? I think it's twelve. I want to say twelve. So basically, you're going to be playing almost all conference games. That's what I'm saying. It'll be all conference. You won't ever get to play an out of conference game. So I mean, if you got all the good teams in your league, I mean, is that is that a bad thing? You know. Uh, yeah, that can make for some uh, interesting um, showings down the line. Yeah, it's, tw- it's 12 games a regular season. Um, so, yeah, if you're playing, I mean, if you so split you do, or, do, or if they did nine and nine. Huh? You do two warm-up games and then your other 10 are conference? Or? I guess. I don't know. But if you have, say, if there's 18 teams and you got nine and nine, like East and West co- Conference or Division – if you don't want to play any other things, just play three teams from the other side. 
Yeah. Or one random one, two teams from the other side, then all in your division. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you do that. Unless I mean, you... it, it kind of does make sense just to stay in your um, your division, mm-hmm. per se, and then play the winner of this division, winner of this division. Because then you're going to be assured that the best team in each one is going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I... I'm curious to see how they do it because, I mean, like you said, you got these people with 16 teams, 18 teams. Um, yeah, ACC is going to have 18 teams after this. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know what you do. But it's it's going to be – it's I bet you they'll figure it out. <laughs> I mean, because now if they're, if they're going to play nothing but, you know, conference division games – you're hurting the little guys that come in and get throttled because of, hey, we'll give you $10 million to make your butt kicked. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, yeah. my question is to you, though, is like, what if one uh, division in that conference is crappy and you got like one good team in there, you know, and they're just throttling everybody where you got a dogfight every week on this side of the division, you know, like the East Coast or has got five good teams out of nine and the West Coast has – one out of nine, you know, and you're just walking through. So, I mean, I feel like there's got to be some kind of relegation or something where they even the, the vision's out instead of just having, you know, I don't yeah. know. It's going to be weird. Or, you know, you kind of have a a yearly, these teams you won't play this year, but you'll play next year, and you won't play these teams, but you're mm-hmm. uh, supplementing with these teams from the Eastern Division are coming in. Yeah. That way you're essentially going to have to play everybody. Yeah. Just you switch know. it each year. Yeah. Yeah. So you play, uh, you said 12 games. So you got, say, maybe two warm up games and then three games from the other division. And then you got your seven inner division or whatever it would be. You know, it's, I'm just glad I don't have to do the scheduling. Yeah, well, I'm coming up with all kinds of problems where, like, what if one side has two good teams that don't play each other and they got similar records? Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Um, Rank the schedule, which is what? People in your conference? Well, let's say you have a Bama and an LSU. Or let's say UT and OU, because you know they're going to be in the same division. Mm-hmm. If they're both ten and two, but say UT lost to LSU, but OU beat them, you know, yeah. if, that, if that's their common, you know, opponent, yeah, and one beat them, one won. I mean, you got to take the one that beat them, right? How do you choose LSU though? Like, what if it was a different team and OU lost to that team, and but Texas beat that team? Which team do you choose from? Um, then we're going to go to travel ball. We're going points for points against. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, or would it be, uh, you go by polls was the college football playoff heavy ranked or whatever, you know? Man. I mean, because well, I mean, what if you're just an absolute freaking powerhouse, you're throttling your division. Like you're saying, you're the one of two, one or two teams that are actually worth a crap. And the rest aren't, but you don't really have anything to show for it versus this other side. This other side has gone through the gauntlet, and they're like, well, they had a harder strength of schedule. We yeah. got to give 
fine. I mean, let's just say that they wouldn't have gone over there and done that. Yeah. Well, who's this? just because you had weaker opponents doesn't mean you're a great team. You know? Right. Right. So. I mean, I, I, I just know that there won't be any more um, self-proclaimed national championships. Yeah. <laughs> What if the comp? What if the conferences did like a little four-team uh, playoff? Top two in each. Yeah. I mean, what one plays two in the like one in the eastern plays two in the western, then vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then you play head up for the championship. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I just don't know if that's going to interfere with the new playoff system uh, that they got coming in. They're going to twelve teams in two years, I think. Yeah, I think so. Twenty four. I got looked up that that schedule and it's a little funky too. Where I think the top four get a bye, and the uh, bottom six kind of play each other. Um, or no, what was it? Something like that. The, the bottom other ones play, and then they play. They fill into the to play the top four seeds. Yeah. And then they do their fourteen playoff kind of thing. At least four with a bye, and then you have eight teams left. Yeah. And that leaves yeah, four, four. Yeah. Yep. Then those eight teams will play, which I did read where those eight teams are playing at one of their home fields. They're not playing at like a neutral site. If I read it right, I think I said the lower seed gets the home field advantage, which doesn't seem right. But I might have read it wrong. So I'm not going to put that on record. I'm just saying I might have read it wrong. Because yeah. um, I was looking at that. I reread it like three times. I was like, did I read that right? Yeah, that's very uh, odd. Yeah, but it's going to be a home field for somebody, the bottom eight, and then whoever wins those play in. I think they reseed, and the lowest ranked seed, I think, plays the one seed, so on and so forth. Gotcha. So, yeah. But also, with all this realignment, Pac-12 has no one to blame but themselves. Oh, yeah. So we read where greed kind of destroyed them. Uh, It was reported that Pac-12 had offered Offer from ESPN of $30 million per school in the fall of 2022. Uh, but the presidents and chancellors or whatever wanted $50 million per school. And uh, ESPN basically said, nope, bye. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't blame them. I mean, you're getting a great chunk of change. Nah, that's not enough. Greed. Okay. And you've been relevant for how long? Yeah. Greed will get you. Yeah. Now how much money are you making? I don't think Oregon State and Washington State is going to bring you in that much money. <laughs> no, no. Nothing against those two programs, but no. I just don't think it's going to happen. No. But, yeah, I you bring it on yourself, you know. So, well, that brings us into college football rankings and projections. Okay. Um, I'll read you the NCAA rankings, AP poll. Um. We'll go. I'll, I got one through twenty-five. We'll just see if that, if any, because it'll show you. We'll talk about who you think's a dark horse or who you think's overrated. So I'll go one through twenty-five. This is AP rankings: uh, Georgia at one, Michigan, Ohio State at three, Alabama, LSU, uh, USC, Southern Cal, uh, sevens Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, Washington, Texas at eleven, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Utah at fourteen, Oregon. Kansas State, TCU at 17, Oregon State at 18, uh, Wisconsin, Oklahoma at 20, North Carolina, Ole Miss, A&M at 23, Tulane sneaking in at 24, and Iowa at 25. So 
uh, odds of winning it, uh, the college football national championship. Uh, MGM has the betting odds at Georgia at plus 225, Bama at 600, uh, Ohio State at 700, and Michigan at 800. Uh, Fox Sports has Bama at plus 600, Ohio State at 800, Michigan at 800, and LSU sneaking in at 1100. So my question to you is, who do you think's overrated? We'll go with that one first. Who do you think's overrated, and who who should be who's ranked way too high? Oh, man. Trying to remember how everything was last year. Well, last year they had ten teams in the top twenty-five, not finish in the top twenty-five. Yeah. So the AP poll didn't mean crap last year because ten of the twenty-five teams didn't end up ranked. Yeah, I know. I I think that the top four teams from the year before should be one through four. What's wrong with that? One through four: Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama. TCU. They were the four playoff teams. Yeah. What's wrong with putting them at one through four? Okay, y'all did good. Here's a little uh, reward. Don't screw it up. Yeah. Well, you got TCU lost your quarterback. That's the main argument. But yeah. then so did Georgia and Alabama. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know how many people were lost at TCU's draft, you know. Yeah. I know uh, they lost their quarterback and their big receiver. Yeah. Um, I wanted to correct myself. 14 of the 25 teams in the AP poll finished unranked, including three of the top 10. So you could have threw that AP poll out the out the oh, window. Folks. Yeah, <laughs> go Sooners. <laughs> Same thing. Um, well, but yeah, 20. yeah. At least I mean, TC dropped down to 17. At least throw them a bone and give them like top 10. At least you know. I guess yeah. I don't know. I mean, you were second in the country last year but i like i said i don't know much about the depth chart i don't know how many guys they lost i don't know if it's because i don't know i don't know why they ranked them that low i don't know i just kind of feel if you're in the top four like the four teams that were left in the playoffs one through four put a little target on your head yeah but then again you could lose half your team and six of your your studs you know or something oh well yeah. I like to see people fall off the mountain, okay? <laughs> I love to see chaos, yes. I like violence. Um, I think Utah is underrated. Yes. Especially after Florida. Florida. Yeah, they just rolled over Florida. It's not saying much, but, I mean, still an SEC team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They should um, definitely be higher up. You know what you're getting with Georgia. Michigan, uh, you know, how are they going to fare having Harbaugh gone for two, three games? Actually, <laughs> uh, one of my sister's best friends that uh, she went to school at OU with, he might be head coach for the three games while he's there. So right. he might be taking over the helm for while Harbaugh's gone. So <laughs> I'm kind of it up. Him just because he's a great <laughs> dude and he's a friend of mine too. So, uh, uh, Sharon, uh, good luck, buddy. Uh, you got this. <laughs> I think um, USC is being ranked solely because of, you know, the crier. Was it Caleb, Caleb Williams, is that his name? Yeah. Quarterback? Yeah, new, he's got a new haircut and about 10 uh, IL deals or whatever. He's, I see him on every commercial now, and I'm like, dude, this guy's making bank. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, man, it's it's really I think it's gonna be up for grabs this year. Kansas State. Uh, I think they lost a couple of players, including the one and only Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, seemed to torch the Big Twelve somehow. I mean, just running between legs and everything else. You can't so. you can't find him until he's into the secondary. No, and by then it's he gone. Yeah, I kind of have a good feeling about him this year. I think he's gonna show out. Oh yeah, I have hopes for him. I hope for him. I think Texas is going to be kind of a sleeper at 11. I think uh, their their quarterback, he, he's looking over his shoulder at. It's not Archie, is it? It's somebody else, right? Archie's sitting in the in the shadows. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, couldn't Texas tell you quarterback. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who it is, but I knew Archie was sitting in the wings. Mm-hmm. Now, does Archie redshirt or does he stick with it and wait for that guy to just blow it? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, if he's done as well as what they say, then you almost have to. Well, I guess you can redshirt him, and then if you need him, you just lose the redshirt, right? Well, I think there's a rule where uh, freshmen get to play like three or four games and still could redshirt. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I remember my sister telling me something about that. Uh, but yeah, was it you were his quarterback? Huh? Is it? Quinn Ewers or something like that, the quarterback. I was trying to look him up. He was he really good? He was that long haired guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Quinn Ewers, yeah. He was pretty good until he got hurt. Yeah. I think he got hurt during the Red River and he was tearing it up. Well, he was tearing Texas would have beat Alabama had he not got hurt that game. That's what it was. That's what it was, was the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. I mean I will I I just can't bring myself to root for Texas. <laughs> I always want to. So, I mean, it's just kind of tough to root for them or think that they're a sleeper when uh, they haven't won the Big 12 since 2009. You know, they've, they've had great classes, great recruiting classes year after year and then can't win it. It's like, is that the coach? They just can't find the right coach to fit them or they got too many hands in the pot that, uh, too many hands in the pot that they can't you know, make a good yeah. deal or whatnot. Now, so. how how they replace the running back will be the biggest telltale of how their year will go. Mm-hmm. Bijan, replacing yep. Bijan. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one to replace. Do was a stud. He's predicted top five in fantasy, so, I mean, that just goes to show how good he is. Yeah. But, yeah, who do you have as a dark horse? As a dark horse? Yeah. Man. I mean, I'm always going to say Oklahoma State, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this might be the I, last. I saw something OSU is favored to beat OU this year. I'm like, how? It's going to be the last Bedlam, probably. After 116 years? And then you years, uh, that, That's good. It's kind of like the Texas and A&M rivalry. And they just let it go. It's like they, Those are the games they need to keep going. Mm-hmm. That needs, to be, that needs to be your one non-conference every year. Yeah, absolutely. Sprinkle sprinkle that in the SEC schedule. You know, like take a break from playing LSU and Bama, and then hey, we're gonna play LSU. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think the dark horse. You know, I already said it earlier. Utah. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. Um, I think it'd be tough for Kansas State to repeat what they did last year. Um, I'm hoping Oklahoma has a, a way better year. I think Venables is gonna. 
help, but I think he still needs his all his recruits, so he might need another third or fourth year uh, before they start tearing everything up, hopefully right before they get in the SEC. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think Tulane still has their quarterback, don't they, that they beat USC last year in the bowl game? I couldn't tell you if they still have them or not. And some people were saying Iowa's got a good run at it, like – even though they're ranked 25th, I just never, I just, they're usually ground and pound and it doesn't work for them that much. So, I mean, they, they always get to that Iowa, Iowa State game where there's always one in between that they just fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I've heard Washington's pretty good. They're sitting there at 10 and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they, I've heard a bunch of high hopes for them. So there might be a few teams that might make a run. Watch out for uh, Clemson. You know, kind of been down the last couple of years, and they're looking to come back. I mean, they mm-hmm. uh, their quarterback that started the year transferred out. Yeah. So the guy that replaced him, I guess, had a has had a pretty good spring. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Week one starts tomorrow. Yeah. Starts tomorrow. So, who you got winning it all? Who's your guess? My guess. Hmm. Mm. Let's hear let's hear your final four and then your final guess. My final four. Man. It's hard picking because the SEC beats each other up every year. Mm-hmm. Um I have seen a lot of people with Florida State in their final four. And looking at their schedule, I'm like, they're gonna lose against LSU around week one. <laughs> I'm like so um yeah go with your final four i'm gonna give you the honors on this one well i'm gonna say yeah it's not easy is it (laughs) i got two for sure i think michigan and bama i think i can see being in there i think georgia with their new qb they're gonna be good but i just don't know if he's gonna be able to be ready maybe growing Uh, pains huh maybe some growing pains yeah ohio state likes to lose one game randomly and i think they'll lose again to michigan so they're going to miss it by one game. Um, USC is going to be good. There's no defense, though. So whoever they face first round, they're going to lose if they make it there. If they don't have to play Utah twice. <laughs> I was about to uh, say, good luck. Yeah, but other than that, man, oh. Man, you might have a – I'd like to say maybe like a Penn State or uh, – I don't know if I can see two SEC teams making it with – they did last year, didn't they? Georgia and uh, it was, it was, it was Georgia, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State last year. Okay, there wasn't then. Yeah, I find it hard for two SEC teams to make it. So I got Michigan, Bama. Let's go with Penn State and let's go Washington. I'm just gonna throw Washington in there. You know, I'm gonna throw my two lane Hail Mary up there. You know? <laughs> and I'm gonna go, uh, Michigan, LSU, Clemson, and Utah. Nice. That's good. I, I think Utah, they, they realized how good they were last year. I, I think they may have something going. Yeah. I'd, like to, see, I'd like to see a, a lower team or like a yeah. non-usual team up in there. I'm, 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 have, I'm feeling Michigan's going to win it all this year for some reason. They've got everybody coming back. Um I feel like they finally figured it out with finally beating Ohio State twice. I know it's tough to beat them three years in a row, but 
I just feel like with them having, they're like one of the only top teams that had everybody coming back, including quarterback. So there's I'm a cocky little thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Michigan now. Michigan winning it all. Yeah. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Michigan LSU in the final. Okay. Uh, I think good. it'll be a a bloodbath in that one. All right. Who you got winning it all? I mean, of course, I have to go opposite of you. I can't. You got to. I was about to say you better. Yeah. 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 All right. I got Michigan. You got LSU. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to some NFL news. Uh, we had a bunch of free agent signees finally off the board. Zeke Elliott, Patriots for one year. Uh, technically, he's not getting paid as much as what it, they made it sound like. Base salary is 1.5 mil. Signing bonus 600k, roster bonus 850. So however long he can stay active, he'll get up to 850k. Uh, he's got three mil in incentives, so might watch out because he might be running for some money. He he's used to being paid already, and now he's got to run for his money. Uh, so yeah, and then you had Dalvin Cook signed with Jets for one year. Sorry, uh, Elliot signed with Patriots. For you guys that don't know. Uh, Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets for one year. His base salary was 1.08. Uh, his incentives, he can make up to 8.62. Um, 1.6 of it being how many yards he can get if he gets up to like 1,250 yards, 1,500 yards. Um, and he gets like 250000 per playoff win. So he's got a lot of incentives there. Uh, he's got 5.8 guaranteed, though, uh, with the base salary per week that he's active. So he's got a pretty good deal. And then D-Hop signing with a two-year deal with the Titans, 26 mil. So they think they value him still. Uh, 9.8 for signing bonus, 10.9 guaranteed, uh, about 13 mil average annual salary. Uh, who do you think got the best deal out of these three free agents? Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Go for cheap. I don't yeah. know. I, I think um... – D hop to the Titans. That's is that right? Yeah. Two uh, years. I think that that gives um, Derrick Henry someone else as a threat. Yeah. Don't they have? They have the UK guy from last year, right? Or did they draft him this year? Uh, no clue. The Kentucky guy. I can't remember his name. Okay, uh, week four. Watch out for week four. Zeke versus Cowboys. Oh, look out. That'll be good. You know, I hope he runs down their throat, but then I hope Cowboys win. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a true fantasy owner, you know. I hope he win. I hope he goes off, but I hope he still loses. Yeah, Will Levis. That's it. Levis. And Tannehill. Um, they they drafted Malik Willis too a couple years back from uh, I forgot it was like some no name college up in the Northeast. I thought. Yeah. See, taking in the third round in 2022. So, but that was the last general manager. So, yeah. So, yeah, they have a competitive job backing up quarterback Ryan Tannehill as the point of priest. So, I guess Tannehill's going to start. Yeah. So, so Tannehill having Hopkins, you know, that might be a plus since they lost uh, AJ Brown a couple years ago. Um, okay. Week 14 and 16 for D-Hop against the Texans. Mm-hmm. So maybe he can show out twice in two weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. He doesn't play Arizona, does he? No, that's what I was looking. Yeah, that's a that's a 
firehouse, isn't it? That's a burning kind shit. Of kind of hard to see a ball coming from a midget. Yeah. Well, he's probably not going to be starting for the first four or five games. And then they then they, they release Colt McCoy. Talk about throwing your season out the gate. Cliff, what are you doing? He's fired. Kingsbury's gone. Oh, what is he? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. He's with USC now. He's yeah, because he took like his uh, little trip and went off, still getting paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, so who, who they're took over? I can't tell you, but they're they're having a fire sale though, because they're wanting Caleb Williams, I think. That's what everybody's saying. Let's see. Uh, it is Jonathan Gannon. He was named Arizona's head coach on February 14th when he signed a five-year contract. The 40-year-old Gannon joined the Cardinals after spending the past two seasons as the defensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles. Gotcha. So, well, the Jets don't play the Vikings. I was kind of hoping they did. How do you think Dalvin's going to fit in there with Brees? Brees is coming back. They might. He, Dalvin might dominate first week, but then Brees, I think, is going to go back into a starting role. It's going to be a Zeke Pollard thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, having two backs like that. You got uh, to nowadays. You got yeah, to. Yeah, you have to. Man, the Jets don't play the Packers or the Vikings. God, that would have been cool. Especially God. if we picked a Lambo. That would have been sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think overall, I think the Jets probably won that just with how good they're, how good of a push they're trying to make with all the moves they're making to add another solid, well-known name. I mean – Dalvin probably had a down year last year, but you look at the rest of his stats and it's like a beast. Um, so I, I would like to say the Jets did with what they're trying to do this year. Uh, I think they're they're all in, all or nothing. And uh, so I think that was the best deal that they made was for, for the Jets. Um, that'll bring us to our projections. ESPN power rankings, first one through 10. Kansas City, Bengals, Eagles. Bills, 49ers, Miami at six, Dallas at seven, Baltimore, Chargers at nine, and Jacksonville at 10. Uh, NFL rankings, they have Kansas City, Philadelphia at two instead of Cincinnati. They have 49ers at three instead of fifth, like ESPN does. Uh, Cincinnati at four, Bills at five, Dallas at six, Baltimore at seven, Jets at eight. Miami at nine and Jacksonville at 10. So there's a little bit of a difference there between ESPN and NFL.com. What do you think about those rankings? I mean, Kansas City, Philly, Cincy, and San Fran seem like the top four, Mm -hmm. regardless coming out of the boat. Oh, does San Fran have a hold on their quarterback position? I mean. Uh, I think Purdy's for sure starting. Yeah, but how, how well is his surgically repaired elbow? Yeah, I mean, with that system, all he's got to do is make a few passes here and there, and it it runs like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. So, granted, his health, I'm sure it's fine. It's fine, or they wouldn't be starting him. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they still got Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo, right? Mm-hmm. And Caffrey, and yeah, uh, the other guy. Yeah. So they got a lot. They got a lot. They got their their wrecking ball. I mean, but, there's going to be about four or five solid teams. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to throw the ball to keep them all happy, too. So, I mean, what do you do? Well, I figured if they're winning, everybody's going to be happy. Yeah. 
Um, MG, MGM odds to win the Super Bowl is Kansas City at plus 600, Eagles at eight, Bills at 1,000, 49ers at 1,000, Bengals at 1,100, and Cowboys at 1,500. That's your top six from MGM bets. They're overranking the Cowboys. I say it every <laughs> year. Uh, Elijah Mitchell and McCaffrey. Mitchell, yeah. Uh, yeah, ESPN's got Dallas at seven, and then uh, NFL's got them at six. So kind of right there on that cusp of. They're there every year, though. Yeah, this is our year. Yeah. We them boys. <laughs> this is our year. <laughs> um, out of these top ten or maybe further down, uh, who do you got as a dark horse team? Who do you think you got that's maybe ranked six through ten that might make it up to one or two, make it to a Super Bowl? Give me six through ten again. Uh, the ESPN's got Miami, Dallas, Baltimore, Chargers, and Jacksonville. Uh, NFL's got Dallas, Baltimore, Jets, Miami, and Jacksonville. Are the Jets and Jacksonville in the same division? No? I don't think so. No, no they're not. No, I'm thinking of uh, Miami and New England. Yeah. I, I, I think... The Jets, I, I think you're instantly better with Rodgers and mm-hmm. Cook and Jacksonville. They've, uh, you know, now that they're taking a, a gamble on Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's going to be stacked. They got, I mean, Ridley might just cause another ripple, but they got Ingram at tight end. They got, uh, is it Zay Jones? And then uh, Shark, DJ Shark. Yeah. And uh, I thought there was one more wide receiver. I can't remember, but yeah, it was. Uh, they got they especially with uh, Lawrence finally coming into his own. They're looking pretty good. Let's um, see, they got um, Travis Etienne. Etienne, yeah, at the back. Um, What's Eli there? Hooks, yeah, Zay Jones, that. Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley. Kirk, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah. how did I forget about Christian Kirk? Yeah, they uh I think they're gonna make I think they might I got I got my dark horses. Um Jags. I got Lions. Lions might be a dark horse this year with everything coming together. I don't know with the running back situation since they got rid of Swift. Um and then I think another one that might be a dark horse just because of the division they're in, the yep. Saints. Okay, yeah. Look they, for um they might sneak into playoffs. I don't know how deep they're going to go, but um, just with them being in there with the Falcons, Panthers, and Bucks, I think they're going to sweep that conference and then might have a good record. Then they might lose first round, but who knows? They got a good looking team going on down there. Yeah. Um, look for Russell Wilson to kind of be feeling like he's being put on blast right now. Yeah. With, uh, with Sean Payton. Either make or break right now. This is the year. And you know, Payton's not scared to. To bench somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's going to either make or break him. He's going to be ready or not. So uh, uh, I don't think Wilson's finger was better from the year before when he messed up those yeah. tendons. He was tearing it up before that finger injury. Oh yeah, uh, I, I was watching that game. I, you see his finger like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And they said like that happened like four quarterbacks that year or something. It was like finger injury, finger injury. I was like, goodness. Yeah, I looked at that. I said, there's no way he's getting back in there. He taped it up, came back in, couldn't throw. I was like, yeah, there's no way. Um, yeah, I had him that fantasy year, and he was tearing it up. And then once he got injured, they they're like, 
Russell Wilson hasn't missed a game in five years. And I was like, okay, I'll pick him up. And then halfway through the season, missed 10 games. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Oh, man. I was uh, thinking about talking about fantasy this this episode. We might save it for next episode because uh, we haven't drafted yet, and I don't want to give you any ideas. So we'll uh, – We'll skip that. And plus, we might talk about that for another hour, and I don't think I have an hour. Right. <laughs> uh, th- there is a good chance that that would happen. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about fantasy after after the draft. We'll after the draft, up another yeah. one fairly quickly, and then uh, we might can make that its own episode. Yeah. So we'll we'll skip over to MLB. Um, yeah. Oh, August fifth, the brawl. That was the video I was going to show or, or let you listen to. That's what it was. Oh, Jim Anderson. Where did I send that to you? There's one that was like the guy that did the announcements for it, and it was like golden. I can't remember what I sent it to you on. It's the same uh, amount yeah. as he does home runs. Tom, <laughs> Tom Anderson of the, of the uh, Guardians announcer on the Tim Anderson-Jose Ramirez brawl was epic. The dude... Uh, let me see if I can find that. But Anderson. But uh, background: Anderson was suspended for six games, but got it uh, reduced to five. Ramirez was suspended for three games, but got it reduced down to two. Um, let's see if this is. Let's see if we can listen to this. Let's see if this is Tim Anderson or Tom Anderson. A swing and a smash to first by the diving bun. Down the right field line. Kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe. And in the score is Jimenez. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. one of the cleanest brawls i've ever seen usually they get messy and they just like mm-hmm. they scrum up it's but, like you look at it you're still like what kicked it off did something yeah. get bad did... I, I think it was words or him just standing over him for a long period of time and keeping the tag down long enough i think i think things were said earlier that they were kind of mm-hmm. mad at each other and then when that happened it just it just set it off to where jose said something to him and that's what set it off because as soon as Jose, 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 Jose said something to him, he dropped gloves and was ready to fight. But if you actually look at it, Ramirez is just throwing blind punches and caught him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he knocked him out. He dropped. Like, he folded up and went backwards. Um, so if you haven't watched that, you need to look that up. The Tom Anderson version of the brawl, uh, super good. Uh, <laughs> one of the, Like I said, one of the cleanest brawls I've seen where it's just like, hey, we drop gloves. Usually you see punches missing and everything uh-huh. and nothing ever lands anything. This one, it caught him right on the chin and dropped him. So, glass jaw. Did you, did you see him? Um, 
they have another video of him trying to like get up and go back and he's stumbling all over the place yeah it took me a little bit to see that one too he wouldn't he wasn't walking right so he definitely got honked for sure he saw lights out uh did you see his official apology no so he wrote an official apology and had it in the white Sox posted on their page you know like sorry for this mm -hmm. uh, this responsibility this and that white Sox nation this and that well, somebody went on to AI generator generator and kind of typed in like, what do you apologize for? And the generator did a verbatim apology of what he wrote and sent in. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like he just went to the AI generator and said type apology for this. And it was literally, they put the AI generator next to his apology on the official page and it, it was verbatim. He probably wouldn't do it. So somebody said, okay, how does this look? Yeah. He probably didn't know where he was to write it. <laughs> yeah. So no, but uh, Anderson's been kind of on the on everybody's hot list, I guess, just the way he's been playing and the actions he's been doing. But it seems like White Sox is a dumpster fire right now. Uh, did Did you see the proposal that they might be one of the teams relocating to Nashville? I saw that. So that might be another episode to talk about where uh, relocation. So Nashville would get the relocation team, but they're just going to take one from another team. So. Who knows how that's going to go? That'll end the long-term rivalry of uh, South Side and North Side. So we'll see how that goes on later on. Um, that'll bring us to uh, our next subject on NLB. Uh, Domingo, is it Germans or or? I think German. German, uh, New York pitcher, uh, throws the 24th perfect game in MLB history and becomes the fourth Yankee to do so. An 11-0 win against the worst team in baseball, the Athletics. Um, still throwing a no-no against any team. So our perfect game is something to talk about. He threw nine innings, 99 pitches, zero hits, zero walks, and struck out nine. And so nine was his magic number. Uh, but if you look at his record from his starts or his week or month beforehand and afterhand, uh, just before the perfect game, uh his two recent starts he let up seven runs against boston got booed off the mound for allowing 10 runs eight earned against the mariners in just three and a third inning mm. and then come down on the perfect game. huh did i drive anyone to drink in new york yeah so that's what brings it up because got caught for drinking problem uh, i guess mm -hmm. he just switched drinks and threw a perfect game so he needs to stick with that one they are saying <laughs> there's speculation that he was getting drunk throughout that game well, wouldn't doubt it. I mean, there's guys that – what's his name that threw a perfect game on LSD? Yeah. What the heck is it? Uh, I can't remember his name. He talks about it, tells the story and everything. He's like, I was seeing this and that, and and I was like, goodness. I mean, being drunk's one thing, but being on LSD for another thing? Whew. I was like, what? You'd be tripping in the dugout, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, how do you – I don't know. Doc Ellis. Yeah, I think his story was uh, he went out the night before because he wasn't supposed to start or something, and so he took some something that night and woke up and was still feeling it. And uh, they're like, "Hey, you're pitching, you're starting today," and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> so that's how that happened. Um, but back to uh, Domingo on August second, he was placed on restrictive list list after the pitcher agreed to voluntarily or probably voluntold. Uh, to submit to inpatient tr in or patient treatment for alcohol abuse, and he'll uh, miss the remainder of the 2023 season. So, 
Yeah, apparently he flipped over a couch, smashed at least one television during the incident, and was yelling at Aaron Boone and another unnamed person in the clubhouse. Yeah, who's your guess it was? Who get in his face? <laughs> but uh, Aaron Boone's probably on the hot seat. He's probably about to be fired soon. I saw something where they gave him a new deal, I thought. Are you serious? I, I thought I saw that. Let me hey, see. we're the worst team in the NL in the AL East. Let's give you a contract. Of course, it could have been some spoof thing. I don't know. Yeah, I saw a spoof one where they said they fired him already, and I had to read into it, and it was like, this is fake news. Yeah. But um, back in 2019 and 20, uh, uh, Domingo served an 81-game suspension for violating MLB's joint domestic violence policy, uh, where he was accused of physically abusing his girlfriend, now wife, uh, Mara Vega. Vega. So it could have been an alcohol-related incident to what got him abusive and whatnot. So... He's not doing too well. Uh, hopefully he can get right and and get back on track, especially with the physical abuse stuff. That's not that should be definitely suspended suspended for that kind of actions. Um, but hopefully he gets back on track and hopefully he can get back and get right with all those uh, treatments. Hopefully he takes it serious and gets back into it. Yeah. Okay. Here here it is. He uh somebody posted a. 2021 thing where they extended him for three years through 24. Gotcha. So, yeah, he's got one more year that I don't think he'll survive after this year. Yeah. Dang. Mm. Well, he tried it. It's a tough place to, to manage that, though. So, I mean, he was a, a playoff hero. Oh, yeah. A walk off against uh, uh, Wakefield. Wakefield. seven. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people's tried it. Who do you think seeing next? Do you think Jeter comes back and manages? Um, I don't think he manages. I think he's, he's too smart. Owner, he? <laughs> I, I think he'll be like a special assistant or yeah, try to try his hand at GM. But yeah, man, I don't know who would take that right now. Yeah, dumpster fire. Yeah. That brings us to our next episode or problem in MLB: uh, Wander Franco, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, was accused July 17th of having relations with an underage girl. I think she was 17? 14. 14, sorry, 14, even more. He needs to wander around his own age group is what he needs to do. Yeah. Um, he was uh, last played August 12th, and MLB placed him on a restricted list uh, the next day. Uh, the league went a step further just last week, placing him on administrative leave. Uh, he will continue to get paid his team record 11-year, $182 million contract while MLB waits for resolution. Um, since the July 17th, two more additional girls have filed from the DR. And as of two days ago, I guess they're investigating another one. Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, I get, I get the uh, still getting paid until proven guilty because if you did that with everybody – you know, you're you're saying guilty until proven innocent. Uh, so a lot of people might say he's still getting paid and he did this, you know. Yeah, there's probably strong indications that he is doing that, but until proven, you know. So yeah. I think that's a good move on MLB's part to still do that. But what you could do is say, hey, we're going to set the money that you're making now aside. If you're proven innocent, we're giving it back to you. You're proven guilty we're keeping it you know like maybe do that or give him enough to live off of you know which he should have enough to live off of he's smart uh not if he's out there getting 14 year olds 
Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, they, they could allocate it to a bank account, say, hey, we're going to keep pumping that, what you're getting paid into this, until the court decision. You get it back if innocent. You don't get it back if you're guilty. It goes back to the team or whatever. So, I mean, I agree with the MLB for still paying, but I think there could be different ways of paying them. Yeah. So, only time will tell. He might have played his last MLB game, like I said, back in uh, the 17th or – August twelfth. Yeah. Sad, a great talent. Got to go mm-hmm. do that, you know. Just which I, I guess you know he didn't have any trouble with his attitude and everything else. It almost makes it. No wonder it was stemming from that. He had stuff, you know, people trying to hey, you know, do this or or going to the to the news. And yeah. Makes you wonder yeah. if it was all kind of interconnected. Yeah, that's crazy. So only time will tell if that's going to be true or not. We'll see. Uh, it's not looking too good, though, for him. Uh, hopefully he gets help, and hopefully uh, no more underage girls get hurt from that situation. Yeah. Especially some league guy from Dominican Republic. You know, you go back to those third world countries and see that, or, you know, they're going to attract to you. So, I mean, mm-hmm. just got to be smart, not smart. So... Which will bring us to our MLB predictions. As of now, I'll just read off the top two, maybe three teams. Uh, AL East, Orioles and Rays. Orioles are 83-50. Rays are 82-52. Central, Twins, 69 and 65. Guardians, 64 and 70. AL West is looking like a dogfight right now. Uh, Mariners are with their like 10 or 12 game win streak or 31 out of 40 games win streak. Uh, Mariners are sitting at 76 and 57, Astros at 77, 58, and Rangers at 75, 58. Um, NL Central or NL East, Braves 88 and 45, which I think they're leading. Yeah, they got the best record in baseball. Phillies 74 and 59. Uh, in the uh, Central, Brewers 74 and 59, Cubs 71 and 62. Uh, Reds might make a run. They're at 69 and 66. Uh, and on, in the West, Dodgers are 83 and 50, Giants 70 and 64, and D-backs are D-backs are hanging in there at 69-65. So those are kind of your top two to three teams in each division. Um, like I said, that AL West is looking like a dogfight. You know, I was looking at something the other day, and the amount of blown leads and saves late in the game for the Rangers, mm-hmm. I think they have lost. I think it was around 12 failed yeah. save mm. or games that they should have won so i yeah. mean you look at that it's like i think the rangers are a very they are a top team yeah I mean, have a middle of the road bullpen mm-hmm. trying to rely on your starters to get deep in the games and and everything else i mean it, it, it stresses them yeah and you know you you watch john gray pitch and they score one or two runs for him and he'll give up one or two runs and it's just like get the man he's putting in quality starts give the man some help yeah, yeah. So that might be their Achilles heel, you know. I, I, you would have told me, if you had told me a month ago, I would have said they're they're probably going to be in the World Series with the Braves, and Braves are going to take it in six, you know, like see them as a World Series team. Uh, now with just the way they're coming down in the finals, you know, it's it's anybody's game now. Um, from the AL, so I mean, Orioles might make a run, Mariners, Astros, Astros seem to find themselves in contention every year. Um, I'm just tired yeah. of seeing. <laughs> banging, on, banging on trash cans. Yeah, they they don't have that anymore. You know, so you look at really Seattle and Houston have had the easiest 
schedule lately in the AL West. Yeah, that goes to hell. Yeah, Seattle, I think, had the easiest. Yeah. Well, if you look at the, the playoff picture now, uh, AL seeds would be uh, one seed Oriole, Orioles with two seed Mariners. They'd get a bye. Uh, wild card would be the three seed Twins versus six seed Rangers. And the other wild card would be the four seed Tampa Bay versus five seed Astros. Uh, for the NL, one seed Braves with a bye, two seed Dodgers with a bye. Uh, wild card, uh, three seed Brewers versus six Giants. And four seed Phillies versus five Cubs. So, I mean, my look at it, I would say Braves, Dodgers in the NL championship and AL. I guess it'd be the Orioles and you got Astros, Rangers, or Mariners. Whoever comes out of the AL West, the strongest, I think will be. Yeah. You know, and then your finals, I think, will be anybody out of the AL West and the Braves is my guess. So, Whoever comes at AL West, I'm thinking, is going to go to the World Series against the Braves, is my guess. Yeah. Man. The 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 Braves and Dodgers, I think they'll score off in the NLCS. Yeah. I I, I mean, the Braves just, just did just take down the Dodgers last night, but that's one game. They always seem to be dogfights of a series, like they've been in yeah. three of the last four years either in the conference final or, you know, somewhere in there. And I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to say Texas and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. The ALCS. Yeah, I like Texas, like I said. I like, I, I like to see them be a little bit more proactive in all those waivers that the, uh, you know, Angels fed the league. But, yeah. So, Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's, there's going to be some good baseball coming down last month. So, and uh, we might finish up. We might just do one feel good story if you're out with that. We might save the second one for another episode. Let's do uh, your Polish javelin thrower. Yeah, we got a real good story here. This is Polish javelin thrower Maria, and I'm not even. I'm going to try this last name, but it's Polish, so it's Andrzejkic. Uh Sorry if I. Per- uh, brutalize that, which I know these Polish names have a J C Z Y K in their last bit, so I'm not even. It's tough. Andrzejczyk. And Andrzejczyk. I don't know. So anyways, <laughs> she won the medal in 2022 to- Tokyo game, the silver medal, um, back in 2022. And August 16th of this year, uh, Maria decided to auction off her her Olympic medal to raise funds for an eight-month-old Milozek Melisa to have life-saving heart surgery. Um, the only hope for the eight-month-old eight was surgery in Stanford, California. Uh, they went through all the Polish steps to try to see who's the best, this and that. And they said they all kept pointing towards America to Stanford uh, Medical, uh, which would have run them 383000 American dollars. Uh, half of the funds was already raised by Maria or by before Maria came in. So they had about half their funds raised, but needed the other half to get this fixed. And so she, when she auctioned her medal off, uh, it ended up making $125,000 in oh. the auction. Uh, it was bought by a Polish food chain, uh, Zapka, if I'm pronouncing that right. Zapka is their name. Um, and so they ended up buying the medal for $125,000, helping this girl get her fully funded to go do her surgery and whatnot. And it gets better. Uh, after winning the au- auction, Zapka, the food chain company, announced that uh, 
they would re be returning the medal back to Maria, saying, uh, we were moved by the beautiful and extremely noble gesture of our Olympian. Uh, the silver medal will remain with Miss Maria. So she got, she raised the money, didn't have to give up her medal. Uh, noble gesture, tip of the hat to Zapka. Um, the little girl gets her, gets to fly and get her heart life-saving surgery. And I hope all is well with that and goes smooth accordingly to plan. So, so sitting here listening to that kind of gives you goosebumps because, you know, it's not every day you have a, a real life superhero right there. Not just mm -hmm. a hero, but a superhero going above and beyond what a lot of people could fathom or could do. And yeah, you know, get this child another extended chance at life. Yeah. I think she saw where she wanted to help somebody and she said that was like the first thing she saw was that girl's story and she's like I knew that was it as soon as I saw it and she was like the first one that she looked at and she was like I don't even care about my medal like if it helps her like I'm all in so just to see that like you you play your whole life for those Olympics and you finally get she I think she lost the goal by like two meter or like two feet or something like that um so she was close to a goal but to give that up something you worked your whole life for like was amazing but then it was amazing to see the food company just say hey we we want to just buy it and give it back to you so yeah like, like we see you over here kudos we're gonna jump in mm -hmm. so just what keep it that, yeah that's you know you only wish more people more companies were driven in that direction to help somebody versus like no it's, it's my money yeah what does it do for me you know, it's a selfless situation like that that a lot of people will be selfish in. And yeah, but it's an amazing story. And like you said, a true hero that you get to see in real life. So, I mean, absolutely. for her to make that decision, she didn't know she was going to get it back either when she auctioned it. She was ready to give it up, you know, and just for them to turn around and say, hey, we thank you for your service, for being an Olympian, a representative of our country, and also a representative of the people too now because you're helping them out. So, yeah amazing story good for her and um i think that concludes it for us man that's, a, that's to leave you on a positive note with a feel good there you know next episode let's uh i think it'll be closer to more playoff time for baseball mm -hmm. they'll be under the way fantasy teams will be had oh yeah college football will be a couple weeks in so we're gonna have yeah. some good content to talk about um mm -hmm. so maybe we got time to touch on some new fire stories if we got any yeah uh other than that man it's always a pleasure oh it's yeah been great you know i know you gotta you gotta run you got a, a football deal you gotta get to yeah man. going back to the high school game so uh-oh yeah legend always a legend oh yeah gotta wear all my my letterman and my ring you know all that yeah. so no i'm joking i'm just gonna be like what's up, boy? yeah <laughs> yeah you know, it fit me in high school and won't fit now. So, movie dazed and confused. You're yeah, gonna, bring yeah. my paddle. Yeah, <laughs> start whipping some freshmen. Yeah. Oh man, you're gonna be Matthew McConaughey showing up. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where his his main line came in at was that movie. That's uh -huh. where he, main line and never left him. So. You know what I like about high school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so does Wander, huh? <laughs> well, junior high school. He watched that way too. Yeah. yeah. Well, always a pleasure, man. We'll get after another episode soon. For sure. And uh, be looking for you online Monday night draft day. Yeah.
Good luck, sir. <laughs> you too. All right. Always a pleasure. You too.